You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. What is going on, everybody? Sean Davis here with Warner Sanker. Happy to be here with you guys. What's going on, man? A little bit different episode right here as the beat. As Sean said, a little bit different episode. Uh, these are going to be podcasts and YouTube exclusives. Um, if you guys have been keeping up with the live show, I encourage you to keep doing that. If you haven't, and this is your first time hearing of that, uh, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays um, uh, from 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to noon. And uh, we basically we basically go over the, the pressing topics in sports, which usually more often than not is the NFL. And so the reason for these these podcasting uh, breaks, I guess you could say, these episodes that we're trying to get out around once a week um, are going to be focused on different sports, uh, the NBA, MLB, uh, any other, maybe the Olympics, who knows what the Olympics coming up here. But today's episode is going to be about the NBA, Sean's favorite sport. He's made that known. And um, yeah, Sean, let's, let's, let's get into things, man. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this. So the NBA, we're getting near the all-star break and the trade deadline. Next week's show, we'll be talking about the trade deadline, um, trade deadline exclusive, because um, trade deadline is the 10th. So we'll be, have, we'll be getting to that very closely and that'll come up next week but uh where do we start things off warner you know there's there's a lot of interesting things the all-star list did just drop what we kind of talked a little bit off camera we're going to discuss but where would you like to start at today man yeah um let's let's start with the lakers get them over with quick and, and move on i know that's a painful subject for you they're now the nine seed half a game back from the timberwolves and the clippers um and they're right in that little play-in bracket so uh let's let's start with, let's start with the Lakers and, and move on. Okay. Um, I've been a – so the Lakers just came off a loss to the Charlotte Hornets last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The crying Jordan Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, by the way, I have to do a breakdown on that game, so please send your thoughts and prayers. Um, I've uh, – I've kind of been supportive of Frank Vogel. I think some of Lakers fans have been rather irrational. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if you've been supported. I think you've just been patient. You've been understanding that. Listen, this isn't the roster that he would like to have. The one that he would like to have put together, yeah. Yeah. being a defensive head coach. And you, you've understood that. You've realized that, and uh, you're moving on. Um, and and basically judging him off of how he's doing with this roster and how this roster is performing, knowing what you know about him as head coach. Yeah. Now, I, I, I. First off, let's get to that to the final play last night. So the Lakers, they they were down twenty. They had every single reason imaginable to just lie down and roll over and get blown up by forty five. Um, if, if you say that's irrational, Sean, um, trust me, teams have lost by fifty plus this season. Um. So, th- so that is definitely not irrational. Uh, Russell Westbrook came off the worst first half of his career, literally minus twenty-seven, and then the Lakers. That was the game, and that, that was-, was the game. That was his first game without LeBron or AD. He was a minus twenty-seven in the first half, and then again, you have every reason, every single reason imaginable to fold over and lie down, and then Russell Westbrook drops thirty in the second half. 
Russell Westbrook, no AD, no LeBron, no Malik Mux, who's been huge for this team. Russell Westbrook wills this team, wills this team. Now, yes, the refs, they have a, an awful, awful blocking foul call, which was clearly, even if you want to say he was moving, Mossberg just got a clear push off. That's an awful blocking foul call. But nonetheless, you're down two, and that's the play you draw up? One, I'm not sure if you've, seen, if you've seen the play, but for crying out loud, Frank Vogel, whenever the Lakers have gotten into, I need, a ha I need to have a basket moment. Game on the line, I need to have a basket. It's always a, okay, let's just give the ball to somebody and have them shoot a contested three. See if they can make it. And have a contested three. Like, why? Why, And, and I think that's, that's kind of where... Those those types of plays and inbounds are, are where guys like um, you know Eric Spolstra in, in Miami or Brad Stevens uh, where they really make Brad their Stevens money. So it's like Golden State. It, oh my God! Yeah, the Lakers are so frustrating to watch. DeAndre Jordan's get significant minutes last night. Who, if you haven't followed basketball, DeAndre Jordan has been awful this season. Dwight Howard doesn't play. Dwight Howard is significantly better than DeAndre Jordan. I have to check the post-game remarks from our Lakers Nation guys, but I don't remember anything being particularly wrong with Dwight Howard yesterday. He just didn't play. And if, if and even if Dwight can't play, last night's the game you go small. You don't go big. DeAndre Jordan can't play. He's not good anymore. He's, he's not serviceable either. He's not Dwight Howard, who's, who's not He's not like Dwight Howard, but he's still serviceable. He'll, he'll still give you quality minutes. So this Lakers team is frustrating. Now I have I, I I'm I'm holding out some optimism because LeBron's been so damn good this year. Anthony Davis since he came back from the MCL sprain, I think it's kind of obvious he lost some of that some of that weight he put on in the offseason. Um, 80s looked really really good. So I'm holding out some optimism. I have some uh, just a there's a tad bit of optimism left in me. But, man, this team is so damn frustrating to watch. Yeah, uh, LeBron, of course, if you guys haven't noted his excellence, he's at 29, uh, 7, and 6. 37. Um, yeah, and, 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 and look, honestly, age, I, I don't think it matters in this, in this conversation because, you know, if, if you're playing now, you should be graded on how you play this year. And yeah. because we're talking about making the playoffs this year, making a finals run this year, the 37 is just for his legacy. But holy crap, he's this year, he's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm eight, just saying like seven point seven and six. I'm just saying that the fact he's doing this year 19, yeah, age 37, all the minutes he's piled up. Not and what's crazy is he's only what three years removed from going to 10 straight, no, eight straight finals. Mm -hmm. And uh, like that—that's what's ridiculous. Um, That—that's what's even more yeah, ridiculous no. about it. Um, he, and, he has double the assists that he does turnovers. He's averaging three turnovers a game. He's getting six, seven assists a game. I mean, yeah. So the Lakers are really frustrating. They play the Hawks tomorrow. It's a really early game. The Hawks have been rolling right now. So would it really surprise me if the Hawks get the win there? Uh, we're gonna move on from there, Warner. Yeah. Um. You know. Sticking with the West, do you wanna do you wanna talk about Memphis and, and John Morant and how yes. just dominant Jaw has been this year? Yeah. Um what Memphis has built is and Memphis has shown it 
Milwaukee has shown it, the formula for a small market team to compete. You you draft, you have to draft well. Memphis yes. has really, really drafted well. You get John Morant, Desmond Bain is a steal. You drafted him in the uh, 19 draft, I want to say. Um, and then you have Jaron Jackson Jr., who, who's, just, who's just a rock. He's really solid. Dylan Brooks, who I think you traded for, if, if I recall. Um, and then just other pieces. Steven Adams is rock solid. You have other guys that are rock solid. Um, and, then, and, and then, like, Milwaukee, for example, right? You draft Giannis. You draft Middleton. You draft some of these guys, right? And then you go make trades to get better because you're not going to get free agents to come Milwaukee or Memphis. You make trades. You go get, if you're Milwaukee, you go get Drew Holiday. You make a trade for him. You go trade for Brooke Lopez, so I don't think it was there yet. Yeah, you trade you trade for Brooke Lopez from uh, the Lakers. Memphis, you go get Steven Adams. You make some other smaller trades as well, right? This is the formula, and also you have the one of your draft picks have to hit, and it's hit in the formula. Really, you you if you draft if you draft your core as a small market team, you're I mean the core for this Memphis team is. Really, it's it's Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant. The core yeah, for the Bucks is Bain, Chris Middleton, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is averaging eighteen. He's just been hurt. Desmond Bain's averaging close to eighteen as well. And then you have Kyle Anderson. Yep. yep. And then you have Kyle Anderson who chips in as well off the bench. Like this is just a rock solid team, man. And also, John Morant is playing at an MVP level. He's playing mm-hmm. at an MVP caliber level. And 26, coming, six and seven. Yeah, and this is coming off of the postseason performance last year. He's shooting 48, round up 49% from the field. He's shooting 36% from three. Like, holy cow. This team can be really, really good. Taylor Jenkins is a great coach. Um, and, yeah, yeah, man, Memphis is so fun to watch. They play really good basketball. Um, and they have a legit superstar. John Morant is a superstar. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Mem- Mem- Memphis is really good. I'm not sure they beat Golden State or Phoenix. But as of right now, especially with the way uh, the way that all these other teams are playing, I think they can compete and beat anybody else in the West. I, I think, yeah, they're, the, and, and I think you, they're the third best team in the West. If you look at the last five games – if you look at the last five games that, that Memphis has played and John Morant is, has played, they're playing against good good guard play. Guard play. Uh, Utah, they just played. They played Dallas, Denver, yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, they're they're good beating all the teams, teams and to good beat guard too. play. Yeah. And, and, and they beat John Morant has had 30, 33, 38, 35, 41, and 30. Like, he's, he's just – he's playing out of his mind, and he's playing 35-plus minutes a game. Yeah. I mean, they're beating everybody. So they've they've gave it go. They've gave Golden State some troubles recently. They've beaten the Jazz a few times this season. They gave the Suns some troubles as well. This team is so good. And I'm just gonna read off these last few games: 33, 8, and 14; 38, 6, and 6; 35, 13, and 6; 41, 5, and 8; 30, 10, and 10. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, John Morant is playing at an unreal level. Uh, yeah, hats off to him. They play uh, Washington tonight. And yeah, this is just a – they're a really good ball club, man. And, and it, now, they, play, they play fun basketball. It's fun to watch. Now, you said, you said, and I agree with you, that John Morant should be in the MVP conversation. Where do you think he is in terms of a top 10 player, top 5 player, top 15, top 20 
Because, I mean, going back two years ago, it was pretty much LeBron, KD, AD, Steph, and I think Giannis, Giannis or Jokic. But that has dramatically shifted um, with Anthony Davis just falling off a cliff, basically. Um, Kevin Durant coming back from an injury and being almost better. LeBron James just aging. And then, um, of course, Jokic is still playing phenomenal. And Steph Curry actually being healthy and the Warriors being in the kind of mainstream uh, subject and, and, and heading in the playoff race. Um, where do you think Jaw ranks here in terms of the top players in the NBA? This is with me not being disrespectful. I would have to do, maybe this isn't an idea. Maybe we do an episode where we do like the top 20 players in the league. Who knows? But off the top of my head, he's a top 15 player. Because I remember the last time last time we did one of those, yikes. you got shredded. Shredded. Having Paul George. Shredded. I don't even think oh, he was shred- in the no, he was on the He was on the list. Yeah, he, he was on, on, the, Sabrina, on the list. Sabrina and shredded Sabrina, me. Yeah, um, she went all in on you. It was really fun to watch, really. But, um, um, so like I mean, there's example, just so many good guards. Like there's so many good yeah. guards and wings. And people the are forgetting Dame. Like Dame. Like yeah. yeah, Dame's been hurt this year. But like, come on now. Like Dame. Then Dame's situation is very similar to Russ, where they're dominant and then they have a little bit of an injury that that really uh, rattles their season, and people just forget. No, Damian Lillard is still that guy. Russell Wilson is still like that. Also, the team just can't do enough to compete. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Thunder over the last few years and then the Rockets for Russ and the Trailblazers have just always been a kind of first-round exit or a really close first-round match and then losing the second round. Yeah. So, like, off the top of my head, this is in no order because I'm not getting into any uh, debates right now. Uh, No order. KD, Braun, Giannis, Steph, Luka, Jokic, Embiid. That's probably the top seven. Yeah, that's probably the top seven. Yeah, I think that's kind of consensus. Unless, unless... Uh, Is that in order? No, I was saying that's not in order. I'm not doing that right now. Um, and then you get into guys like Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jason Tatum is in that next tier of guys. I think Jaw. Jaw's probably Overall, in that I think, tier. yeah, overall, I think... Tatum and, and Butler Ooh, I'm missing. are better, but I mean, holy. Did you yeah, say so, so Jaws definitely. It's like Trey Young's around that tier somewhere. Devin Booker's around that tier. Dame. Uh, you got to give CP3 some love. He's around this tier somewhere as well. Did you say James Harden as well? I didn't say Harden. Yeah, Harden's in that tier as well. Kyrie's still in there. Um, would you would you put Demar Derozan in there with the year that he's having Demar, after yeah. being consistently that guy in Toronto? Demar, yeah, Paul George. Then you're getting, I mean, Kawhi's still in there, Donovan obviously. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine probably rounds out that tier. Um, yeah. So yeah, John Morant's a top twelve player in the league right now. So. Now, do we get do we get wild and propose expanding the three point line, the basketball court, and adding a sixth player because there's so many dominant players in the NBA now? No, no. Get just get just get really wild. You know? Get real. Uh, that's a little too wild, man. Calm down. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Um. So yeah. Again, Memphis rounding that out. They're really good. They're they're gonna 
whether they face Golden State or uh, Phoenix in the second round, they're going to give them troubles, uh, assuming they win their first round matchup. But they're going to give the only team in the first round, I think, that I'm like, ooh, they might lose is if LA gets it together. And that, and what I mean by that is that's a big if. And that's a big if. That's if we can see LeBron and AD on the court at the same time. Uh, they don't get like they, they've been really rattled with injuries all season long. So I mean, it, 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 it's a lot to the Lakers have to get right. But I think the Lakers are the one team out of the rest of the teams in the West that could give Memphis some trouble. Just because they have LeBron. I mean, just because they have LeBron. Be just because they have LeBron. Davis. Also, but holy, but holy, I didn't say eighty. Uh, what is wrong with me? Yeah, eighty still there. Really, I, I mean, you expand the width of that court. No, like to seventy feet. Stop it. To add an extra about twenty feet on there. It's ninety four feet. I mean, the court's ninety four feet. No, the width. Oh. no. If still you, though, stop was... it. Stop. Ah, stop it. I don't know what that was. <laughs> The things you would get when you listen to the podcast exclusive. Um, where do we move on from from here, Warner? Unless there's anybody else in the West you want to talk about, I'm I'm suggesting Cleveland. Yeah. So let's and then yeah, we'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with the West. Um, the Cavs. They have been so fun to watch this season. Um, and Darius Garland has been good, and, and they've done things. A very unorthodox way. Um, they, they, <laughs> you know, at the league's moving, moving towards a small ball league, it thinks of that nature. They go run out three centers on the floor. They run out three centers. And like, or, or do you want to make the argument Lori Marketing's a, a power Ooh, forward? Okay, that's fine. Hot but. take. He's a big. He's a big. He's a big. I mean, you, uh, you've got guards, wings, and bigs, but I mean, hot take there by Warren. Are, are they the next? If they get a if they get a superstar guard, then yeah. Darius Garland's got the he's not a superstar yet. He's in he's definitely an no, all star. I'm saying if they get one, if they draft somebody, um or I guess if Darius Darius Garland just continues his progression. He's step. been really good, but I don't like he would have to take that John Morant leap. Um but he's been so good for this team this year, man. And then you have like Evan Mobley, your the rookie of the year. Likely as a they've part got, um, they've Evan got Mobley. ten guys in, in averaging double digits and seven and for points allowed. They've got or for points per game. They've got ten guys, uh, um, double in double digits. Yeah, like not yeah, to like, mention. I mean, you lost, you lost. Um, oh shoot, you um, lost Ricky Rubio on Sexton, Sexton. And, and Rubio. Yeah, and Rubio for the year. Yeah, and but like this team, they can really, uh, they can really shoot the thing out of the basketball. Darius can shoot it well. Uh, Mobley can knock down a shot here or there. Kevin Love, uh, it's just a, a rock. He's rock solid. Marketing can hit some. You know, Seti Osman, uh, Rondo's to actually hit the three ball well since he's got to Cleveland. Where the hell was that at when you're in LA? Um, <laughs> um but they, they, they can shoot the thing out of the basketball. They're really well coached. Um, Kevin Love is shooting forty percent from three. Yeah, and, sure. and Kevin Love should it's be ridiculous. in the running for six man of the year. I'm not sure if he's gonna get any love for it, but he should be in the cat in the <laughs> no pun intended. Uh yeah, no 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 pun intended. Um but yeah, man, Darius going about to take that next step. I'm not sure how far they'll be going to playoffs though. And that's what kind of concerns me because if you look at the East, there's not a single seed right now. 
they're 13. tied with Milwaukee. Yeah. There's not a single matchup, literally, no matter who they face, where I'm like, you have the best player on the floor. If you drop, you have to face Miami. Miami has, like, the three best players in the series. Chicago, no. Milwaukee. Milwaukee has, like, the also Milwaukee has, like, the two or three best players in the series easily. Brooklyn, okay, come on. Brooklyn obviously has players in the series. Uh, Philly, no. Philly has Joel. Especially so Philly, if you play in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Because that means Kyrie will be able to play. Yeah. Uh, so Philly has the best player in the series. Boston has the two best players in that series. Washington, it's, if you play them and like they somehow get up to the six seed, or you drop and you have to play them in a play-in situation, Washington has the best player. Atlanta has the best player in the. They could series. definitely drop. I mean, that yeah, was, yeah, we, yeah, we were just talking about only that. a half they game separates Chicago, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly. A half yeah. a game. Yeah, so like they could definitely drop. The East is so competitive this season. Um, and and that that's that kind of concerns me. Like this isn't like Memphis, where again, Ja is legit probably in any series they play in, if not the best player in the series, he's pretty damn close. Like mm. for Phoenix, you can make an argument in a Phoenix series. Memphis has the best individual player in that series. You can make an argument. Uh, Utah probably the best player in that series. Dallas, Luke is better. Denver, Jokic is better, but again, like, Jaws not too, too far off. Uh, Clippers series, he's easily the best player unless Paul George comes back. Minnesota, best player in that series, uh, and so on, right? So this isn't like a John Morant situation here. Uh, but again, I'm not, not saying it can't be in the future. Darius Garland uh, is playing at an all-star level. They have a good – uh, Kobe Allman's done a good job over there. Um, J.B. Bickerstaff has done a good job, the head coach, and um, they play good basketball over there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'll tell you, being living basically in Cleveland um, for the most of this year, there is a lot of buzz going on about the Cavs. There should be. And also, a lot it's of the, it's a lot the first of time Bengals in twenty five plus years that the Cavs have been relevant without LeBron James. Really, I mean, how long has LeBron played? Just subtract that. That's how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, but no, a lot of a lot of buzz about the Cavs and also about the Bengals. A lot of a lot of new Bengals fans now that the Browns are eliminated and. Bengals are actually showing promise, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's a little bit of band being a bandwagon, a little bit of Ohio camaraderie. But yeah. Oh wait, no, we, we should be rooting for the gut for each other. Yeah. No. Well, no, it's 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 like when all the Ohio State fans rooted for UC when Ohio State. No, didn't Ohio get State playoff. definitely. No, a lot of the Ohio State fans definitely. We're not. I'm, okay. I a lot of besides the all. ones besides the Ohio State fans that were complaining about Ohio State not being in the final four. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, so let's move on from the Cavs and let's talk about a bad organization. And really quickly, uh, I'm gonna give back to the Lakers. No, screw you, man. Uh, Philly, the 76ers. The 76ers have played, I mean, they're playing themselves right now. The Ben Simmons situation. And really quickly, I just want to give Joel Embiid some credit. He's been potentially the MVP of the league. 29-11. 20, yeah, 29-11. He's second in PER. He's been a true leader of that team. Um, 
gosh, he, he's he's incredible. 36 points, 36 uh, percent from the field. It was a stretch of games where I actually did this in my uh, keys to the game for the Philly game on for Lakers Nation. He had 16 out of his shout out. 18 games. Shout out. 16 out of 18 games where he had at least 30 or more points. That's insane. Which is, yeah, mind Multiple 40-point games in there and a 50-ball in there. And those only, those other two games, he had 23 and I think 25. I'll double check. I'm checking right now. Yep, 23 and uh, 25. The, uh, the only two games that he did not end that stretch have 30 or more points. He had 25 points which was on 47% shooting. He went perfect from the line. And then 23 points. He didn't shoot the ball that well, but they only lost by two. The level that Embiid is played at right now, and it's going to get ruined because the Sixers won't just trade Ben Simmons. They're playing yeah. the yeah. – I mean, in the last – let's let's give him 11 games. Uh, in the last 11 games, starting uh, with, with uh, the game at Brooklyn that they just won – 34, 36, 36, 23, 41, 32, 17, 26, 19, 32. In the 11th game, he has scored 43 points in, in that game. That's what – that's insane, the level. The level of play we're getting from bigs right now. Embiid, Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns is playing really, really well. Bam Adebayo, who I don't think gets enough love. Um, Anthony Davis, now that he's returned. Right, the, he's played well in his first two games back. The level I mean, of you even even throw the rock to Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley. We were just talking about Cleveland. Like they're playing well. They're not. They're not. You know, thirty and twelve, good. Yeah. But the 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 level of play from bigs, and I think that's kind of why guards may have the the more diverse skill sets. But just because you're bigger and and you're you can do more things on the court. That's why we're seeing guys like Giannis um, really, I think originating from LeBron, but guys like Giannis and Jokic, these big guys really dishing the ball around. And, and that's why the top say five is pretty much wing, big wings, wings. And, and bigs. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, there, there's some damn good guards, but like going back to that top seven, I mentioned the Steph only like can't get 11 rebounds a game. He can. I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. And when you have a guy like Jokic and Giannis getting up there at six, seven, eight, nine assists per game too, that's where it really just it, it gets it gets out of hand. Like there's there's only so much you can do to be better than that without putting up the those same numbers in terms of rebounds and assists. Yeah, um, but Philly, they need to trade Ben Simmons. They have to. And and also well, he should have been gone by now, but Philly just wants to drag this out, and they're offering ridiculous trade packages. They want to, like, Tyrese Halliburton from the Kings, like, three first-rounders. Yeah, yeah, these – these uh, the reported trade deals, they're now in, like, a scandal with the the league because of the uh, Nets potential. I forget what, what it's talking about, but it's, like, Harden, they're trying to lure – Harden in or whatever. It's it's um it's some really weird stuff going on over there. And maybe Daryl Morey is, is not helping them. I don't think Daryl Morey's been a good help so far because I, I truly believe if Daryl Morey was not there, this is his second year there, Ben Simmons would be traded by now. I'm not sure Elden Brand would have waited this long. Cause I think Elden Brand might be the GM. He but... probably would have been gone in the offseason. Yeah. So 
Like yeah. when, when complaints first started coming out, he would have said, listen, don't even say, don't say anything. We'll get you out of town, maximize the value we get for you. Because you cannot tell me that if Ben Simmons, before all this started, was on the trade block, that you could not be getting significant value for him. Um, and, oh, yeah. and now... And, and now teams are just saying, well, listen, if he wants to leave, he's not going to play for you. You might as well send him to us. We'll offer you less than, than he's worth. And also, I think the 76ers are inflating and overrating kind of what he's worth to a basketball team, too, especially with this small ball, lot of shooting sort of NBA that we've, that we've gone to. He's kind of the outlier there. He's a big guy who's a great athlete. He can play really good defense, but he just can't shoot. And he's not big enough to be one of those big centers who is seven feet tall. And all they do is get rebounds and hook shots and layups. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you were perfect there. And uh, they they need to figure that something out because the the amount of attention Joel's going to get in the playoffs is going to be ridiculous. And unless Tyrese Maxey becomes an all-star or Tobias Harris is maxed out. Like it's, it's just is what it is. You're paying, 30 plus million dollars to a guy that's going to average 18 points a game and can't rise. Like he can't take his game to a next level come playoff time. But um, mm-hmm. let's wrap things up here with a couple more things here. I want to touch on Golden State. Um, I firmly believe Golden State, unless something changes in Brooklyn, I think Golden State is going to win the chip this year. Um, so you, you're not giving Phoenix a shot at all? I'm obviously giving Phoenix a shot, but I, I think Golden State is going to win it all. Um, okay. They're, and one of the things that made those early Golden State teams so special mm-hmm. was they were deep. They could Very go deep. legit 12 deep. And I'm not saying this is that. Like Golden State, when they're healthy, Steph, Clay, Andrew, Drake. They Colin. they threw they threw twelve deep out the window when they went and got Kevin Durant. Just when he, because when of the salary Kevin. cap and and the the people they had to let go because they they needed paid, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, you have your starters: the Gary Payton, Jordan Poole, uh, Otto Porter Jr. has been really good for them. Juan Toscano Anderson, that's nine. Iguodala, uh, Kaminga's gotten some minutes recently, and you're still waiting on the return of James Wiseman. Right, that's twelve deep right there. Uh, so they're really deep. Steph Curry, it, the Steph Curry effect, and when you get Draymond Green back, the the tele the telekinesis or whatever telepathy between uh telepathy. God, shot. Yeah, between Draymond Green and Stephen Curry is unreal. Like they know exactly where everybody's gonna be at at the exact time, at the exact right time. Mm-hmm. And they're healthy. Steve Kerr is a really good coach. And uh, I, I think they're going to win it all. Although I do think it's bogus. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. And uh, we're, we're gonna, I'm not going to go into that now. Probably talk about that yeah, on the live show. And here's, here's the thing, too. I mean, these guys don't have to average ridiculous amounts of points. I mean, you've got Iguodala right now averaging four points a game. you got freaking Draymond Green averaging a triple single. But at seven, what? seven and seven, but they're playing the role, and you've got guys like Steph Clay and Andrew Wiggins and, and Jordan Poole that are scoring the basketball, and they can go off at any second. I mean, they can they can take over a game. But guess what, Draymond Green, I should have mentioned him as well because he's also a top twenty-five player in the league. Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. Draymond Green's gonna go down as one of the top ten defensive players ever, and 
Yeah, Draymond, and and that's just something that I think I don't think a lot of people will catch about Draymond. His impact on the floor is listen. I, I can I can correlate this. I can correlate this uh, for for sports that where you play offense and defense. So not the NFL, obviously, but sports like basketball and uh, baseball, um, and maybe soccer, depending on what position you're at. Um, you you there's two ways you can help your team win the game. That's by scoring runs or saving runs. And, and, and that's, that's, there, there's a stat in baseball called defensive run saves, and that's how you basically grade a defender. How valuable is he on the defensive side of the ball? How many runs does he save per game? That's like RBIs and home runs and runs scored. Same thing here. I mean, they, they don't really have a stat for it. I guess maybe defensive efficiency. Um, but, you know, sure, Draymond's only scoring seven points a game, eight points a game. But if he's saving 18 points a game, He's already at a at a at a plus ten. Yeah, Draymond is uh, his impact is uh, definitely undeniable. And I think that's something that for people that actually yeah. watch and understand basketball, they definitely pick and up. and and that I mean, you go that eight. What's what's eight plus eighteen? And these are completely hypothetical numbers, but that's that's tw- that's twenty six right there. That's twenty six points that he's responsible for per game, along with the assist he creates. Yeah, I mean. It's 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 complete players, complete basketball, and that's that's how teams like the, the Warriors win. You have so many guys who can do so many different things, um, and then you throw in your one, two stars with Clay being back. You throw in those guys, and and it it almost seems like like you said, championship or bust. Um, with aside from maybe Phoenix and maybe Brooklyn, yeah. I mean, maybe Milwaukee as well. Miami. <laughs> Utah is gonna get eliminated uh, at the latest. At the uh, latest second round, Utah's not. No, they're frauds. Warner, what do you want to end it on? Anything else you want to talk about, man? Before we get out of here, who would you replace Andrew Wiggins with in your starting lineup? Jesus, as Devin a, as Booker, a for Just the NBA with their all NBA teams and their All Star teams. The NBA is such a positionless game. Hell, I get if you want to big in the in your starters, that's fine. But make it four. Whatever other players, wing, guard, whatever, and then one big. But those other four players, you if it's three guards, they're the best players in the conference in one wing, then do three guards. If it's three wings Honestly, and one guard, do three wings and one guard. It's not that hard. Quick, here, here's, here's the way you solve this. You have to have a big, a wing, and a guard, and then you have two positions that are kind of joker positions. You, 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 yeah, Fill them with the best two players available. Fill them with we'll the two best this players more available. On so, like, if we're doing it that way, the best guard, Steph, the best wing in the West has been LeBron, mm-hmm. and the center is Jokic. Okay, so you get to fill in the other two spots. Devin Booker mm-hmm. or Luka, to be, if we're being honest, actually. And then I think Jaw still deserves to be a starter, so go ahead and fill that other spot with Jaw. And then just freaking pick Luka or, ja, or uh, Devin Booker. Devin I don't Booker. care. Yeah. Do I pick Devin Booker? That's fine. Do I pick Luka? That's fine. But there's no way in hell you're going to sell me on the fact that Andrew Wiggins is better than those two. Hey, 18-4-2, man. 18-4-2. Andrew Wiggins has been good. His, his, he's also made a hell of an impact defensively guarding uh, the, best prim- uh, the best player for the opposite team. So he's been a hell of a player this year for him. And he's scoring 18 a night. Kind of playing that Harrison Barnes role again, going back to those pre-KD teams. What made Golden State so special, right? 
he's actually better than Harrison Barnes was for them anyway. But still, no way he's better than Devin Booker. Knock it off. Stop it. But so if I had, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Devin Booker. If I had if I had to pick. He's on the best team in the West. Actually best team in the league. And he's averaging what, 28, 27? What is it? Let's see. Good show though. What is he averaging? Uh, D-Book 25. is 12th. Yeah, 25. He's 12th in league in scoring. Like, come on now. Knock it off. But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this one. Uh, I had a lot. 25, 6, and 5. Like, knock it yeah. off. Uh, thank you guys so much 18, for 18, 4, and 2. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this one, guys. We'll be back next week with another one of these. Next week's a big, a big week for us. Have the mock draft coming out on Monday, hopefully. Um, yeah, the mock draft. The SH Live shows Tuesday and Thursday. And we'll be back right here next. Uh, this is coming out on Sunday. So next Sunday, uh, that's how we'll wrap up the week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, peace out.